Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at opportunities in Opportunity Zone projects. My guests in this episode are Josh and Melanie McCallan. This is their second appearance on the show. They shared the art and science of resort rehab cash flow in episode 455. Josh is a nationally recognized hospitality executive, conference speaker, innovator, builder and investor with a track record for development of exceptional resort properties and growing world-class operational teams. Melanie is the president of Accountable Equity and also partner in both Vivami Hospitality and Accountable Equity, where she manages various designers and architects, as well as serves investors directly. There's been a lot of talk about opportunity zones and opportunity funds And a lot of this is theory and just opinions. Josh and Melanie actually have done an Opportunity Zone project, and they've been through the whole process. And since they've actually done a project, not just talk about it, um, I wanted to have them back on the show sharing their experience and uh, sharing what they've learned about Opportunity Zones. Josh and Melanie also have graciously agreed to host a webinar with yours truly to share even more information and deep dive into certain aspects of Opportunity Zones for listeners that are interested. The webinar is titled, How to Become an Opportunity Zone Ninja. Love the, love the title. And you can access that webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash opportunity fund. It's cashflowninja.com forward slash opportunity fund. And by the way, I have launched another podcast, Cashflow Investing Secrets. It is a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one concept at a time that I've learned on my journey and from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas. You can go to your favorite podcast platform and type in Cashflow Investing Secrets and you'll find the show. Or you can head over to your favorite video platform and type in Cashflow Investing Secrets and you'll find the new show. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system, 
to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Josh and Melanie, welcome back to the show. Hey, MC. How are you? MC, great to be here. That was the lovely Melanie McCallan. <laughs> <laughs> great, to, to, great to see you guys again and connect again. Super excited to have you back on the show. Um, you guys were guests on episode 455. For our new listeners that's not familiar with you guys and what you do, uh, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background? We, um, we love hospitality. We love all aspects of hospitality. Um, what we really love to do is buy distressed assets um, that just that have a great reason to be restored um, and then put our heart and soul into restoring them, but also operating them. We just love the whole idea of um, what hospitality is, working with um, our, a team, building a team, and then... Um, and then working on both ends, just seeing we, our, our management company is called Viva May, which is French for Revive the Soul. So we love to revive the soul of the building. We love to revive the soul of our, all of our guests. And honestly, it revives the soul of everybody who works here. We all just become a great team. Melanie um, is lovely. Now, this young lady is pregnant with her 10th baby and is having morning sickness. So I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. It's our 10th baby. Yeah, just, <laughs> it happens to be my 10th baby as well. I'm very proud of her. And uh, we're super grateful that we're blessed with another baby, but I'm so honored that you're on the show because I know Melanie likes to be on these shows, not as much as maybe I like to be on these shows. No, but. it was fun. I love doing them together with you. That's okay. especially great. So Melanie, share with you what we do. We're really hospitality operators, but we do it as land developers because we find them when they need to be restored. And, the basic model is typically 100% of the purchase price. We buy the ones that need 100% restoration. Mm -hmm. The reason we tell you that is because then we've been able to attract returns of double to triple the valuation all in within you know just a few years of stabilization. So this is a nice business plan that we've proven over and over again now. And it's very, it's very much like a multifamily investment where you're going to add value and then change the value and get your money back out. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. And Melanie serves as the accountable equity uh, lead and accountable equity is our business where we raise the money. So Viva May, and you can see on my beautiful shirt here, if you're watching on TV is we currently have the project called Renault. It's a beautiful winery resort. It's in New Jersey, but Melanie told you we have a management company called Viva May. And then we also raise money through syndication. And therein lies why we're on the show today is about the opportunity zone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm super excited to get into that. And you guys are, we are broadcasting live from Renault Winery uh, where, where they're at. Um, so just wanted to mention that as well. One thing that Cashflow Ninja listeners might be thinking, well, hang on a second. The 10th child is on the way there's already there's already nine because <laughs> i i know if i would be listening to this i would say hang on mc pump the brakes hang on let's go back and revisit that before we dive into the episode what um can you guys share the secret to because very successful with the businesses that you have and running it and your teams and nine children with a 10th one on the way what's the secret to making this all happen um, what is that? What's our secret? I think we, we honestly, we've been through ups and downs. I think anybody, um, that tries real hard and becomes successful in anything, 
they do so because of the ups and downs and getting through the downs. And so I think in marriage, when you embrace those and you get through some, you know, we had some side hustle things that, that didn't go through and those were trying times, you know, we had, I think we had like six babies, six kids at that point. But when you get through all that and you realize in the end, we have each other and we have each other's back and we're the most important thing to each other, we can get through anything, you know, just getting on the same team, um, plowing through it. And, and any setbacks are really opportunities. That's what I've, Josh is kind of more, he's kind of more born the entrepreneur. I've kind of more embraced that and realized the truth in all of that and I'm not afraid to fail but um, excited to succeed, you know, and that. Oh, that's a nice little saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put that on Instagram quote. So um, that, and I also joke, I also joke with people. I say, you know, we're in hospitality. That's why we have 10 kids. We're just, we like people, you know, like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too. <laughs> Melanie says that it's about us backing each other up, which is a great, great point. Mm-hmm. And the other big thing about any type of, when you have one child and you know MC, cause your family's growing, one child is the biggest measure of change. Like you change from being a lone ranger or a couple to you are forever going to be taking care of this beautiful baby. So really it does get a little easier after a certain point. I will be honest with you, but it all comes down to remembering that first child. Once you have that first baby, you're never really about you anymore, Mm -hmm. or you're going to struggle if you think it's about you. Right. It's about the others in the family. So that's, a, that's why we like syndication. Ironically, that's why Melanie loves syndication is the way it's a benefit to many. Yeah. And it collects the good for all. Initially, I went into learning about syndication. Josh kind of had learned. He was a couple years ahead of me in understanding it. He took me uh, to a conference. I kind of went there a little hesitant, thinking it was just going to be about, um, you know, how to make a quick buck kind of thing. But then I quickly realized how much it serves everybody involved. You know, there's the, there's the investor who wants to get into investment, but doesn't really know where to go, wants to get out of Wall Street, wants to get into some real estate, um, doesn't really have the time to put in to figure that out. Um, but then you make those relationships. And that word relationships is key for me entirely. And um, so it's all you make those relationships, you build those relationships with people you trust and and then the investments and the opportunities all happen and it comes together. It's a great marriage. There you go. It's a great marriage. So <laughs> to, to wrap up on syndication, it was the real estate guys radio event. Exactly. And mm-hmm. we, had, we do it now every time they do one, which mm-hmm. is the secret syndication. Thankfully, a few times we've had a chance to speak to the team and the audience and we've gotten to know Robert, Robert Helms and Russ Gray really well. And we're, we're honored. We're going to be bringing a large group from our podcast show, Capital Hacking, down to Dallas in a few weeks. So hopefully this will air before the September event. But uh, so I'm going deep on that, but we, we love all how that all connects in our lives. It it does connect. Absolutely. Now, one of the things um, that we're going to talk about is opportunity zones. And there's a lot of people that have theory and talk about this, but you guys actually (laughs) have a project and have done a, a, a opportunity zone project. And that's why, I was very interested to to hear your story. So, if you, how did you guys get get into opportunity zones? So we we um, we just stumbled into it. Not <laughs> it is a little bit like that. We um we found this great opportunity, like Josh said, here in New Jersey, um, third oldest winery, the Renault Winery, um, third oldest winery in the country. So, eighteen sixty four, it was founded. 
Um, then over the years, um, different owners kind of expanded. One sort of took some of the vines, turned them into um, a golf course. So now we have a golf course plus vines. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, on the other side of the street is a different township. Exactly. So, so this is where it got really funky. We, um, the, a hotel was built about 20 years ago. That's all part of the same property, same big project, uh, which we were really excited about, obviously. Um, but in doing our performa and putting our numbers together and getting the PPM and everything together, we literally found out from the mayor of that township where the hotel is in. She said, by the way, you know, you're in an opportunity zone. And we said, you're kidding me. What, what, you know, first of all, let's do our research. What is exactly, what is this opportunity zone? Then when we realized the benefits that this had to our investors, we had to, it was, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of sweat and tears because we had to redo everything and we had to figure out how to create now two funds that we can offer our investors, how we were going to, you know, set that up. I'll let Josh kind of get into the, the nitty gritty details of all that. But it was, it was, it was a blessing and a curse all at the same time. <laughs> at, the, at the time, at the time, it was kind of like, what, you know, what is all this? But overall, it's an incredible blessing. And we, we learned our way through it. Um, you know, we had to seek people and it, because it's so new, it was kind of like, where do we go? Who do we right. find the quote unquote experts on this? You know, this was tricky. So Melanie's right. Uh, the story was the mayor, this lovely lady, Lisa Chimpetti of Egg Harbor City. Her city was just designated an opportunity zone by the mayor, the governor of New Jersey, like what was happening that, that year. But the year 2018, when we bought this project, um, that's when a lot of the designations were finalized of what cities and zip codes would, would benefit. They got one. They were all excited to tell me about it. And we sat down. This was fall 2018. And really, that was the launch of Opportunity Zone funds. Uh, before that, perhaps Goldman Sachs and some major funds had been set up. But really, the world of you and I as retail investors, not you and I are not hedge fund managers. We're normal Main Street people investing in Main Street projects. That had not yet started. And it's still barely started, by the way. Mm -hmm. It continues to be the Opportunity Zone funds or qualified opportunity funds, they call them, are really controlled by the mega, mega groups out there. And I'm not sure between you and I, there's that many opportunities for normal families like you and I to invest in one and have all these mega benefits. So Melanie's right. We had, we took, we pumped the brakes in the fall. We realized that we were sitting on a gold mine of opportunity for our investors. And we, we also had opportunity zone with funds that we wanted to save taxes on. So we, we hired a team. We had our general counsel. We had our private placement memorandum counsel. We had, we went out and found a C, um, a CPA counsel, like a CPA lawyer who was writing and was giving pontifications about the Opportunity Zone um, at a mega firm in Philly, where we're near. So we, we actually had to engage that attorney so that we felt better. Uh, we, of course, are with ProVision. I think you guys know them well. That's our in-house CPA firm that we do all our taxes with. They loved the deal, but we were early. So we went out to another level and got this blessing. And they researched everything we were doing. And the bottom line is, we were so early that some investors didn't even understand it. So even though it was such a mega benefit to them, uh, we still have funds available to sell actually, because about 50% of that fund filled right up. And then, 
here we are now, we still have a little bit left and it allows people to, now you'll probably ask me, what the heck is the benefit? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or just, I would, I would also um, say this might be for some listeners, they might've heard about it because there's a lot of folks out there talking about it now, but there might be newer listeners that have no idea what it even is. So maybe if you could just touch base on what exactly is an opportunity zone how they work, and what would be some of the benefits of an opportunity zone investment? So I'll just, the, the basis is that um, 2017 tax overhaul, the government's tax overhaul, in, is where this idea was birthed. It, it's never existed before. And it was, the opportunity zone was created basically to help economically distressed um, areas in the country um, by using Pro, um, private investments instead of taxpayer dollars to go in there and just kind of flood the markets and you know flood the areas and try to revitalize them it's giving us people sort of the opportunity and by doing that they're exchanging capital gains um, so what but basically the governors of each state were charged with um, presenting to the government in in since that 2017 with um, their opportunities that matched, like qualified, the, you know, their certain list of the qualifications that would meet an opportunity zone. So that had to be review, reviewed by the government. And Josh is right, that really wasn't until mid 2018 before those were actually declared, accepted, and declared. And so I think there's like over 8,000, almost 9,000 opportunity zones all throughout the country. And even I even read actually today that Puerto Rico, oh, the, the whole, all, the the whole, whole, whole of Puerto Rico, is, is an opportunity zone. So the territories are included. So the government decides what areas would benefit from new infused capital. So that then the IRS blessed that. And what the IRS did was gave us main street investors like you and I, the chance to, the, the wall street journal said it was the biggest revolution in the IRS tax code since it was created, because it was the first time ever two things were allowed. One, you could take a capital gain in any industry and in any asset class. The easiest one to understand is pull it out of Wall Street. So you sell a mutual fund, you have $50,000 worth of gain after 10 years. Mm-hmm. That $50,000 is called a capital gain. You can either put it right into your, uh, your tax bill, pay your 20 plus percent on that, or they would let you invest it and pay zero tax on whatever you invest in the year you invest. So that's the benefit one. And I'll explain all the nuances later. The second benefit that they gave you, this is what was bigger than revolutionary, was whatever we all buy. In this case, we bought this resort. We must repair it. But if we repair it, 10 years from now, we can sell it. There's all these timelines. 10 years from now, we can sell it and pay zero gain on the capital gains growth of the asset we fixed up. So it's a lot of nuances there. I can definitely explain, but just simply put, pull money out of Wall Street typically is the best way to do it. Put it into a Main Street project, pay no tax right now, none. Now, seven years from now, you will owe a portion of that tax. But then 10 years from now, whatever you made really big wealth on, in our case, it'll be this resort, then you will pay zero tax on selling that asset. So that's never been done before. And so it's, it's really like the 1031 exchange on steroids, some people say. 
Yeah. Now, the amount of money that you have to put into a project, like let's just say there's an opportunity zone that's been identified by the federal government. Um, now you purchase, let's say, an asset. What is the amount of money that you need to put in to fix it up? Is there a certain amount with relation to the value of the asset? There is. There is. Great question. Now, this is for those listeners that have pretty sophisticated understanding of taxes. And, and let me just say this, and of real estate. You have to spend as much as the value of the building, not the value of the real estate, but the value of the building repairing it. So if you bought a $1 million, well, if you bought a $1.2 million building and 200,000 was dirt value, 1 million, then you would, would be called the building's value. And you also need to spend 1 million on it. So it's really, there's, that eliminates a lot of projects. You wouldn't want to find a perfectly intact apartment building in an opportunity zone, buy it because you wouldn't want to spend $5 million renovating something that's perfect. Right. Really, you almost need a, all the worlds to collide to make it wonderful. Although, although like, like to make it worthwhile. Opportunity zones are in distressed areas. So most likely they're going to need some, some work, but he's right. It, it's that. It's called a one for one. One for one. Right. Yeah. So we, we just happen to be in the business of restoring resorts pretty much one for one because we like to buy them affordably. In our case, we just bought a wonderful project that was $5 million acquisition. We got it pennies on the dollar after a bank negotiation. Right. We'll spend at least that much renovating. And it already has an as-stabilized value appraisal by CBRE of $16 million. So that's a very clear example of how these are supposed to work. You buy it very affordably, you invest perfectly, meaning wisely, and then you, you immediately change the valuation. It's a lot like flippers, you know, but you can't flip an opportunity zone because you have to hold it for 10 years. So right. you really need a cash flowing asset like a resort mm-hmm. to be able to make tons of money while you're going. And here's the, a couple surprises we just got to throw out there. There's got to be a listener out there who's like, I don't want to have my money tied up for 10 years. There's a super distinction that we've learned from listening to real estate guys over the years. Maybe not everybody knows about this. You have to hold the title of the asset for 10 years before you can sell it for zero capital gains. By the way, you can sell it anytime you want. You just won't get the tax benefit. You'll just sell it like a regular asset. Right. So it's ideal if you can build a business plan that makes sense at 10 years. But that doesn't mean you can't get your money out of it. And you've heard of cash refinances. You know, so you can use leverage to pull out all of your money back out. So that, that should free up those who are listening who are like, wait a second, I don't want my money trapped for 10 years. The, the whole business plan we built and any other good fund manager would build is that you're replenished. Your money's replenished back into your accounts maybe within five years or less. And you still have all the tax benefits and you're still getting cash flow. And by the 10th year you sell and you still have no taxes on that. So those are the, the ways you really want to supercharge this advantage. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. 
We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Kings, queens, and royal families, along with the nobility and ultra-rich, have warehoused and stored their wealth for centuries in gold and silver, art, land, and real estate. These assets have stood the test of time through centuries and have been a great place to preserve and protect their wealth. Like gold, silver, land, and real estate, art has been around for centuries and will be around for many, many more centuries. That's why the ultra-rich will continue to invest in art and preserve their wealth in art. While the S&P declined 5.1% in 2018, the art market returned 10.6% and was called the best investment of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Masterworks is the first company to allow investors to buy shares of great blue-chip art masterpieces by artists like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. You can get set up on their platform at cashflowninja.com forward slash art. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. And I like, I like how you brought up the collateralization of the real estate because that is the strategy of, yeah, you don't have to sell it to get your money out. You can refinance it, get your money out, and then put put that money to work right into the next project while you still have this asset producing cash flow, which we love on the cash flow ninja. So I, yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. So obviously the benefits here is if you are an investor and now, I mean, uh, who's it? Is it Jim Rickards or maybe, maybe Kiyosaki calls it the everything bubble. Like there's a lot of bubbles floating around. Uh, so there's a lot of asset prices that have significantly gone up in value in this market cycle over the last 10 years. So there might be a lot of listeners that are in some shape or form sitting in a situation where there is, uh, yeah, there's capital gains in, in, in certain assets that they have. So this might be a great fit for it. What are some of the pitfalls and things that people should be wary of or look out? Um, Cause you guys have blazed the trail sort of one of the first <laughs> projects and people with an actual project. Um, maybe you can touch on that and, and then uh, we'll touch on the difference between the, the opportunity projects and the, and the funds. Yeah. May I touch on this? So we were speaking at a nice event recently and this here I am telling everybody I'm a main street investor, just like you we're buying projects and we're, and, but I'm speaking about opportunity zones because like your show, thank you for inviting us. I think you and I are going to be doing a big webinar here soon on this. We actually, um, we do tend to speak on this now. And um, the reason we speak about it is because we're one of the few that got one done, funded, and implemented. 
And this gentleman stands up in the crowd and he says, by the way, I'm a Drexel University professor of real estate, which <laughs> you and I know Drexel is a regional school, but it is a phenomenally well-respected academic institution in the tri-state market, the Philadelphia market. So when he stood up, I was like, well, great. You know I'm giving an introductory presentation here, right? And he goes, no, I want to stop you. I said, what? He says, I review Opportunity Zones funds. I, they're called QOS, Qualified Opportunity Funds. And he said, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell anybody in this room what's different about you guys and what I review a lot. A lot of the times I'm offered deals to review that are literally just paper. They're, they're, they're called a Qualified Opportunity Fund, and this is maybe something to watch out for, but they own nothing. Now, the IRS says it's okay to fund those. So you and I, as Main Street people, if we're offered one of those, and we sit down with a fund manager, Billy and Jenny, and they, they tell us they're going to raise them $2 million into a fund and then buy an asset, that is allowed by the government. It just means that you're taking an extra big risk. Right. Because remember, you're not paying your taxes. So you're writing down to the IRS at the end of this year that you invested in a qualified opportunity zone fund. And you have the documentation from the fund manager like we did for our funds. Mm -hmm. And you take that and you submit it with your IRS and you do not pay those taxes. If we, the fund managers, in this case, we already bought it, but if those other people don't buy it, technically you're liable for those taxes back to when you should have paid them with penalty. So be careful to invest in an opportunity fund that doesn't already own the asset or is not imminent to buy it because you, you don't have forever. The, the fund manager has 18 months to fully deploy the money. So there's a, that's one thing to pay attention to. Um, I mean, I think like Josh said too, in the beginning, but we were so new and we were educating ourselves throughout this process while we were starting to collect funds for our whole project here. Um, so I guess one of the pitfalls initially, I mean, it's, it's getting better and better, but it's just the education of it, you know, just educating investors and making them feel really comfortable with it. Um, I, you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, like I said, we had two sides of the street, two different townships and, um, you know, our, our rate of return for the, the winery side with our golf course and everything was at 8%, um, our opportunity zone side because of the, the benefits of the opportunity zone are at 6% with the hotel. So there was a lot of explanation there, but we feel like that's, there's a great, um, I mean, they, they, they get advantages both ways yeah. through the opportunity zone and the return. Yeah. And Melanie's talking about the preferred, you know, return the threshold before we as sponsors take any economic benefit on the project. So both are projected well into the double digits, but we also kind of give a base floor that says we as sponsors we have we follow maybe a little different model than some sponsors we we will benefit from owning this resort after the people who write the check get all their money back right. then we'll benefit from it and in the meantime we'll work here and earn a living so that's how we run our funds it's very much investor focused right so um but initially point. i think that was it was of, a little confusing to guess right. to, to, to investors mm -hmm. um right now that it's almost like whoever's ready now because they've listened and they've learned how wonderful this program is we're like we're really happy to make people's dreams come true yeah, because now people get it like you you know cash flow ninja mr mc lobster you you were you doing shows on it last fall a year ago maybe you were 
We had some people talk about it, but the, the reason why I really love having you guys on is because you've actually done it with a project where a lot of the folks that we've spoken to, it, it, it was all theory, right? And some of the answers that I would get too, and it's not because the guests didn't know, it was just because nothing was settled yet. You know, there was a lot up in the air and people were waiting for IRS rulings. So you couldn't really determine X, Y, and Z and really put something together and say, this is how it works. And here are some of the, you know, answers to some of the frequently asked questions that people would have. Well, it's an honor to be part of your network. And um, yeah, so anything else you'd like us to cover, we will, because we're, we're very excited about the opportunity zone. We put a little extra of our own money into it because... Again, early on, the investors didn't know how great it was. <laughs> yeah. But now, now we're hoping, because I just read, I mean, the, the, the Dow Jones is up another 12%. This is a good year. It's like those stars have all aligned. If you're in Wall Street, Melanie and I pulled out of Wall Street recently, mostly because we joined groups like yours, and we did as much as we could on cash flow banking. Um, we also wanted to get a few hard assets. We also love Main Street investing. We put our money where our mouth is. Right. So it was kind of ideal to get out of Wall Street right now because we had those gains. Mm-hmm. We had to pay the tax because we followed the opportunity zone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I want to touch on too, because we talk about the tax code as a series of incentives to direct activity and creativity in an economy. So the government doesn't want to be landlords. So there's incentives for real estate investors to buy properties and provide affordable housing you know, the same can be said, you know, with an energy, you know, we've covered some land conservation easements on the, on the, on the show. We've covered the opportunities for business owners, right? And that's why they get rewarded from a tax standpoint. This clearly has a lot of impact, which I know is a word that you both uh, like and love. Um, it, lo- it will impact a lot of communities and distressed yeah. areas. Can you guys speak to the impact of this and, and where it's driving activity and directing uh, activity? Well, yeah, well, first of all, just um, we were really welcomed with open arms from both townships, clearly, that we wanted to come in and, you know, sort of save, save this project, add jobs. Um, and... Um, you know, so that so that was important right away to to make those relationships with them, and and we're constantly in contact with them. Um, but I think that what we saw, and this is just going back to one of the reasons why we love this this property, is in its final year that it was bank owned before we bought it. One of the things that that really hit us was um, with no advertising, this winery was receiving seven hundred calls a year from brides who wanted to have their weddings here. Um, you know, speaking to the knot.com, they, they, they said, you know, vineyard weddings are, are huge and you've got a whole bunch of fun assets with the golf course, with the hotel, and we're, we're adding in a spa and, you know, we can kind of make a fun three day event here. So we just based on that, the numbers work. We have a lot of other things that are going to just pop and grow and explode here, but just based on that simple number of weddings, um, makes this an incredibly successful place. So we've already been proven that, you know, we own, we, we bought the property end of December, 2018. And I think eight months later, eight months later, we're over 110 weddings booked for, for this year and next. So we've outdone ourselves already. I think we, I think we had put in 89. That was our goal for free year one. So, but what's really cool about that is that, um, 
we do have we do advertise through the knot.com and we're pulling in brides um, from New York City from Philadelphia from the huge regions so now we've got all that foot traffic that's going to be coming in that's a good point um, that is creating a, you know a, a where you know what awareness is this place? awareness of the community and so we the, and that is what the townships see that's what everyone's excited about is that this place is going to be put on the map again. You know, it really was way back when it was, it was a pretty popular place. I want to throw out there. Um, first of all, Melanie did the best job of plugging our investment and our property that I've ever heard. Thank really? you so much. You. No, but she, she also is making incredibly salient points. 15,500 people have already been booked into a wedding here. Cause that's how many get, if you extrapolate all the guests we're having based on the numbers, they, it blows your mind. Cause none of them, you and I've been to a wedding MC Sometimes you get that little card from your cousin and it's mm-hmm. the name of a place with an address. You type it in your GPS. You've never even heard of that area. Sure. Right. All of a sudden you're in this area. You're like, why wow, this is pretty? This is a very nice area. So that's what Melanie's saying. So she's right. The government did something right here by yeah. incentivizing this concentration of activity right here. They're actually going to revitalize this area. Now, of course there's jobs, mm-hmm. but there's all that foot traffic. You're right, Melanie. That does. Yeah. I want to say one other thing because you brought it up about cycles and bubbles. Right. Who was the person you quoted MC about? We might be in an everything bubble right now. I think it was Jim Rickards or maybe Kiyosaki that speaks about an everything bubble. One, you know, I follow a lot of folks so sometimes it gets confusing. <laughs> well, we were talking to Russell Gray about this from Rick. Uh, yeah. And I think this is where this conversation came from in conference, in conversation about the everything bubble was, um, this is actually more than one person shared this with me. So I'm going to give everybody credit. The 10 year hold was intentional by the IRS. It was actually a, the government was not the creator of this. The government implemented this idea that was done by a think tank, an economic think tank full of Republicans and Democrats mixed bipartisan, yeah, bipartisan. That's a, that's and they point. all came up with this idea. And I remember Robert Helms giving credit to the government for this saying the 10 year hold is very wise because it means you have to add a lot of value. There's a danger you would try to flip it mm-hmm. and then that might disrupt communities or it might actually lead to too much speculation in the wrong way. But this 10 year hold does two things. It actually allows the concentration of wealth in certain areas over an extended period of time, which is a good thing for those communities to actually get stability, which means our investment gets more stability. But it does another thing. It makes it through at least one, if not two additional economic cycles. And that really hit me when they said that because our business plan of buying low, distressed, and adding value through intelligent design mm-hmm. is, is kind of recession-resistant in general because we won't buy it unless that fits that model anyway. So we are not buying frothy assets. Right. We're building out a nice luxurious asset that has value. But but we're going to make it through more than one cycle. So that's actually an added layer of kind of security that you're not going to lose your principal. You know, the worst case scenario in a real estate deal like this, you and I both know it's what 11 years since the great depression of our lives, the great recession and all real estate seems to have come back or grown higher. So just think of that. Say we would have bought this project or anybody would have bought a fund in 207. They would have held it until about now and made it through the curve back up. So that's kind of a nice wisdom built into the system. 
I just want to throw it out there because I, 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 like I didn't come up with that idea, but it is, it was compelling for me, actually. I don't remember hearing you say that. I like it. Yeah, it's well said, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I borrowed <laughs> <more> people. <laughs> well, we are going to be hosting a webinar on this for, to share a lot more information. Um, and uh, Josh will be going a lot more deeper into certain aspects of it. How to become an Opportunity Fund Ninja. You could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash opportunity fund and sign up for the webinar if you're interested to learn more about this guys it's always a pleasure having you on thank you so much for coming on again and connecting where can folks reach out to you where can they learn of all these things that you're involved with and what's the best place to touch base with you yes accountableequity.com so melanie the company we run that helps people get into main street investing and join us side by side is called accountable equity two words put together accountableequity.com fantastic thank you so much again and uh, i look forward to hosting this webinar and i look forward to all of our listeners joining us on this webinar to learn more about opportunity fund uh, opportunities thank you so thank much you. buddy we'll talk to you soon it's been great mc thank you Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.